Could you pray with me for a moment? Loving God, speak to us once again your word of, of word, your, your word of love and, and grace. May it bear fruit in our hearts that we may be doers and not just hearers. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Um, so as I mentioned just recently, just a moment ago, I had an opportunity to go with my wife and my daughter. We went all the way to San Diego to watch Disney on Ice. Wonderful experience. Michaela, don't tell her I told you this, but she cried like tears of joy. I had never seen her do that. At the beginning and at the end, she was so excited to see all of these characters that she's seen on, on TV and at the movie theater. And she saw them and they were dancing and singing and she was super excited and just to be there was a wonderful experience. They did, like I said, Frozen and they did Encanto. Now, again, who's seen Encanto here? If you haven't seen Encanto, you should see Encanto. It's, it's a wonderful uh, movie. It's actually one of my favorites. Um, here's how the story goes. I won't spoil it for you, okay? So I'll tell you just the basic uh, facts about it. Uh, there's this family, the family Madrigal, and they live in a house together, and they have magical powers. Each one of them has a different gift. And so we have this person who's really strong, right? And who can lift up entire buildings. And, and there's this person who, who can hear even the smallest needle kind of fall on the floor. We have a person with healing powers. And then there's uh, Maribel, who the whole point of the, uh, the movie is to find out if she has any special gifts. But one of the characters that's most important in the movie is Bruno. And Bruno um, has a very interesting gift, which is, you know, he tells, he can, it's like he can see the future, right? And so he tells people what's going to happen, and it's a wonderful gift. Don't we all wish we had that gift sometimes? Now let me tell you something. Do you think he was well received by other people when he tells them what's going to happen? Not really, you know? People didn't appreciate uh, when he told them what was gonna happen. Um, if you've heard this song, you know, it goes, you know, tells about what he does. And he said, you know, someone tells, talks about Bruno saying, he told me my, uh, my fish would die, and then the next day, dead. He told me my, uh, what does he say? My, uh, my, uh, my gut would grow also. And then look, and then he told me I would lose all my hair, and look, it's all gone, right? And so <laughs> it's, it's kind of interesting that he really isn't doing much. He's just telling people what's gonna happen. And people eventually don't wanna hear anything Bruno has to say, because he's associated with bad, news. So it was a gift, but for Bruno, not so much of a gift, was it? Uh, now, I think that Bruno, it's not so much, he can tell the future, but he's also a very good observer. Sometimes you look around at uh, people and you have a good idea of what's going to happen. 
You know, and we do it with my, with Michaela all the time. If you keep getting doing this, this is going to happen, right? You have a very good idea because you're observing and you have some experience. Does that mean that we can tell the future? Yes. No, we can't. But it's uh, <laughs> but it's just a matter of observation, right? Um, and that, this is what I was thinking about when I was thinking about the passage for today, which is about prophecy. Um, the people of God are at this place where they need to hear from God. And God says, I will raise up from your people a prophet. This prophet will speak what I tell them to speak. And if someone speaks out of line, if someone speaks not what I'm telling them to speak, they will pay the ultimate price, they will die, right? So you get an understanding of how important prophecy was. It was important for people to listen to prophets, and it was important for prophets to speak the truth. One of the things that we were talking about this morning before the service was how important it was for the prophet to come from within the people. God says, I will raise a prophet from within your, you as a people. Because prophets are not consultants that come from another place, and then they tell you what you're doing wrong, and then they go back to where they came from. Prophets are part of the community who are invested, who know the people, who care about the community. And so they can speak in a way that people understand, but they also understand the weight of the words that they say. All right, so that was one thing that I really um, gleaned from this passage. Number one, prophets from, come from within a community. And the other thing is, there's gotta be a certain kind of accountability when uh, we're talking about prophets. And how do we hold on, how do we hold people accountable when it comes to leadership and to speaking the truth? So that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about today. The first thing is, the prophet comes from within the community. Is that important? How important it is for a prophet to come from within a community? What difference does it make? My sense is that uh, you gotta know someone in order to better communicate with them. You gotta know their sense of humor, you gotta know how they speak, you gotta know where they're coming from in order to better communicate with them. Is this something that I as a pastor need to know when I'm preaching to a church? Is it better to know the church that I'm preaching to? What do you think? Yes or no? Yes. yes. I've been to churches where this is, every, every time this happens, every time, I get to a new church and they tell me, uh, with time, they're like, you know, Pastor, when you came here, you were a little rigid, you were a little shy. As you, as time went by, you know, your 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 preaching has gotten better. I'm like, oh, that's interesting, because I don't feel like I'm doing things differently, but maybe I am, you know. And it, maybe it has to do with getting to know the people that you're speaking with. Maybe it has to do with they're getting to know me as well and how I preach and how I say things. Communication is so important. Context, knowing your audience is so important. Have you ever told a joke to someone and, and it just kind of falls flat? 
Have you been in that position? Oh, I've been in that position. From the pulpit, my friends. Not a, not a good place to be, okay? But it happens. You know, you say something, and because you don't know, you don't have perhaps that knowledge of who you're talking with, the communication, there's something missing there. But as you're getting to know the people, then you can speak to them in their own language. Meet them where they are. This is such an important thing for pastors and for people in general to do. Know who you're talking with. Meet them where they are. That way, even though we're preaching the same message that we've been preaching for thousands of years, the fact that we can speak to a person in their context is going to make all the difference. Are you with me? If I were preaching to a Hispanic Pentecostal congregation, I gotta tell you, my sermon would sound a little different, right? If I were speaking to another congregation that I didn't know, it would sound a little different too. So I have to be mindful of the people that I'm speaking with. Paul said these words too, you know, if I'm with this group of people, I made myself like them so that I could speak with them. If I'm with this other group, I made myself so that more people could be saved. That tells me about something that we call um, interpersonal intelligence. All right? We get to know each other. We speak to us in a way that we can understand. Even though we can, uh, we're preaching the Lord's word, we're preaching the message of God, I gotta tell you, if we don't meet people where they are, then something is gonna be lost in communication. Can you say amen? I may be speaking the truth, the hard truth to somebody, but if I don't meet them where they are, they're not gonna understand what I'm, where I'm coming from. Their message is gonna come in through here, come out through here, because they don't understand where I'm coming from. Now let me ask you this, we don't have to answer this question, but as we as a church maintain a prophetic voice, as we prepare ourselves to preach the message and speak the truth, do we know our audience as we do this? Do we have a relationship? Do we know our community well enough that we will speak the truth in a way that they will understand? Are you with me? Here's the problem I think some churches have, and that is that we speak uh, a language within the community that we all understand. Some people have even called this Christianese. We speak Christianese, and we're comfortable speaking with other Christians and we speak in the same language, but then you go outside of the church and you speak, uh, you're speaking Christianese and people don't understand what you're talking about. The thing, friends, is sometimes we need a translator. Sometimes we need to listen and learn. And I believe that translator is the Holy Spirit working in our, in our churches. But we need to listen and learn from other people as well. I will raise a prophet from within your people. Not someone to come in and tell you something about what they did and what worked for them in that other place 20, 30 years ago. Someone who knows the context of the community, someone who can speak truth to them where they are. This is such an important thing for us to learn. We need to speak the truth. And I said, there's two things that we need to consider that is truth and love. And if we speak truth without love, if we speak truth without knowing our audience, we're not doing a good job at it. 
And if we are uh, being very loving and we don't speak the truth, something is going to be missing as well. We need to be able to do both. Can you say amen? amen. Alright, so knowing that prophecy, knowing that speaking truth requires knowing your audience, engaging with people in communication, getting to know the community so you can speak the same message. This is the same message that's been saving, changing lives for thousands of years. We're not going to change the message, but the delivery, the way in which we speak with people is going to be enriched by our relationship with them. That's the first thing. The second thing is accountability. The way accountability worked in, in, in back then is, you know, you have someone who's not speaking according to the word of God, they die right there, right there and then. Pretty drastic, no? I haven't seen this happen in my years as a pastor. So we have to find ways to hold each other accountable. And how do we do that? How can we recognize, how can we recognize when someone is speaking truth to us? When we need to listen to a person who's speaking the word of God to us. And it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, I'm hearing something and I like what this person is saying. Amen? Sometimes the best sermons that I've heard have made me so uncomfortable. But how do I know that it's, this is God's word for my life that I'm listening to? Well, the church, every single one has to have discernment. And discernment is an interesting thing because it takes time and it takes community to have discernment. It's not enough for us to say, well, I felt good with what the pastor said, therefore, it was a good message. Are you with me? It's not enough to say, well, I kind of understood what he said, so it's a good message. But sometimes the message is challenging to us. Just like Bruno, who wasn't very popular in that movie, sometimes a good message is not going to be very popular with people. All right? And I hope that I'll preach some uncomfortable messages. I, I'm, I gotta just put it out there. And when that moment comes, I hope you'll understand, I'm just doing my job. <laughs> I'm just doing what I'm called to do, which is to preach as far as, as, as well as I can the good news of Jesus. The accountability part comes in dialogue. I'm not telling you that you should agree with me in every single thing. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't ask questions. I'm telling you that together as a community, we need to lift each other up, get to know each other better, and learn from each other. I am thankful for the United Methodist Church and for the process that we have, which is a communal process of discernment, where it's not a kind of denomination where, where whatever the pastor says goes. Aren't you thankful for that? It, this is not my church, folks. This is the Lord's church. And I'm thankful that it's not just the kind of church where I can come here in front of you and just say whatever. And you'll just kind of go, well, it's the pastor who's saying it, so I guess it's going to be right. No, we get to engage with each other and we uh, uh, test 
the message. We evaluate each other. Every year we have this process where we evaluate each other. I get to ask some questions about the church and the church gets to ask questions about me as well. Now, again, this is important. It's not that we're gonna agree with each other all the time, but we at least have to share the same vision. How do we as a community move forward being renewed by the Word of God, being challenged by the Word of God, and moving in one direction as a community of faith? I hope that you will ask me the questions. And I hope that when the moment comes, you'll tell me, you know, Pastor, this thing you said, I don't understand, maybe I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that I agree with you on this. And I'll be at that moment and it's my responsibility to say, okay, tell me more about this. Who knows, I may even learn something. Because I'm in this learning process that's just ongoing myself. Are you with me? Every, every church that I go to, every conversation that I have, I take that to be a learning opportunity for me. And I have to be open to that criticism in order, if I want to grow in my ministry and if I want my church to do well. That is a process of accountability that we have in place. We are in this together. We're all together trying to find out where it is that God wants us to do, where it is that God wants us to go. And we get to engage in conversation with each other, we get to disagree with each other, but we have, we have to understand that our mission is the same, that the message is the same, and we have to listen to each other. And I'm thankful for that. I've known of churches where it is like that, where whatever the pastor says goes. I don't want to be a part of a church like that. That's just not what I'm called to do. And so my hope and my prayer is that we get to know each other more and more. That as I'm preaching, uh, perhaps there will be something that, that we have to come back and engage in conversation about. That's totally fine, I'm open to that. Let's get some coffee. But at all times we have to understand that it's it's the word of God, it's the message of the Lord that we are sharing. It's not about me or my ideas. Let me tell you, I have strong political opinions about stuff, all kinds of stuff. We can talk about those if you want to. I'm not gonna come here and preach just what, I'm, uh, what my beliefs are. Although, you know what? Sometimes you'll preach and my beliefs will come out. That happens inevitably when you're sharing your message. But hopefully I will be open enough to hear where you're coming from. And in that conversation, the will of God will be glorified. I am open to it. Part of the problem in the movie that I told you about, Encanto, is that we don't want to hear the good, the, the bad news, so let's stop listening. We don't talk about what we're going to really say. We don't talk about this, or we don't talk about that. Friends, that's not the kind of congregation that I want to be in. I want to be part of a talking congregation. Let's talk about it. 
Let's figure it out. It may be uncomfortable, it may be difficult, but we're in this together. And we're discerning, there's, there's that word again, we're discerning together where it is that God is moving us to as a community. Not because one person is telling you, not because uh, the, the rules uh, uh, say it that way, but because the Spirit is moving in this place. And we get to figure out what the direction, direction is going to be in community. Are you with me? So let's talk. Let's talk about Bruno. <laughs> let's talk about what it is that God is, wants for us in this place at this time in this community. And let's be a listening, continue to be a listening church in this place. Let's pray together. Loving God, we thank you for your love and for your grace. We know, God, that prophecy is still important in the life of the church. We know that we have to maintain a prophetic voice, and we know that we have to speak truth with love. That's part of what we do. That's part of who we are as a church. Help us be open to your spirit. Help us be open to your guidance. And sometimes, God, we know that it's going to make us uncomfortable. Help us not come to a point where we just avoid it and we retreat to our comfortable place. Rather, help us be open to being challenged by your Spirit. Help us engage with each other in a way that we can communicate effectively. Speaking truth with love and loving truthfully here in our congregation, here in our community, and beyond. Be with us, Lord, as we discern together what it is that we're called to do, what it is that we're called to be in this place at this time. And so it is in the name of Jesus that we pray. And God's people say, Amen. Amen.